to another zen trap chat i want to get two hosts yogi lg zen p all right here at the zen trap podcast our purpose is to guide and inspire listeners to be accountable for their overall health by sharing our perspective and journey to do the same through continuously seeking internal peace to maximize our potential in service of others today we got a very special guest lg why don't you tell them who we got hey we got my man wallace miles in the building underrated Number eight, <laughs> the man, the myth, the, the legend, man, the myth, the legend. We happy to have you on, man. I'm super excited. As long as you say the man first, I'm cool. <laughs> the man, for sure. Yeah, for sure, for sure, for sure. Definitely human. All right, so on our podcast, we like to give our guests the uh, chance to kind of introduce introduce themselves. Uh, that that way, you have a chance to kind of say what you uh, want to highlight. Because some people don't like to be known for some of their accomplishments and stuff. So how we do that? We do it kind of like icebreaker style, where you're going to give us your, your life story in two in two minutes. Like two minutes two is not minutes. like the cutoff. Like we're not going to just be like at two minutes, just like hey, stop talking. I thought y'all was going to put a clock up there for me. <laughs> nah, nah, no clock, no clock. We'll, Lindsay, maybe will give right. you like a little toast master's hand at like 30 seconds or something respect, give you a little wave. <laughs> yeah. but yeah just just from from birth to now where you at now you can kind of share what you want to share it, it helps us get to know maybe something we didn't know about you well i started out way back in my mother's womb for about nine okay months. <laughs> for about nine months i stayed in there a little long but when i finally came out i found out i was in a in southwest atlanta georgia that's uh, where i grew up ended up going to westlake high school Got a bunch of big names out of there. Y'all can go look them up. That's another story for another day. Um, but that did give me the foundation in math and science. So I was, I was in the math and science magnet program when I was there. Uh, and then that's what gave me the interest in looking at that North Carolina A&T where I met these two amazing people. Come on now, Aggie uh, Pride. Aggie Pride. Sure. I say, you see it? Yeah, for sure. But yeah, I, uh, I finished with math and science as a magnet at uh, Westlake and went to A&T for electrical engineering. Um, spent five years there, but while I was there, it's where a lot of my story uh, generates because let me stick back one time. In high school, I was a kicker, and I had a soccer background growing up. So I wanted to play football like my entire life. My aunt used to take me down to the field and watch the other kids play because my parents wouldn't let me play. Um, so I just was dreaming and wanting and hoping, and I finally got a chance as a junior, and I they made me be the kicker because of their soccer background. But it's always funny how life plays out because I wasn't going to get a scholarship or a chance to play in college. But because I could kick, A&T needed a kicker. So the thing that I hated doing that I didn't want to do is the thing that got me an opportunity to, to be in the place that I felt like I should have been in the first place. Um, it got me a chance to get onto the A&T football team. Walked on as a kicker, and I made a transition uh, into me, as I say. Like I was, I was who they told me I was in high school, um, and I made a decision when I first got to A&T that I was gonna be me. I was done being who they told me I was, uh, and I decided I wanted to be a receiver. I wanted to be like Jerry Rice and Terrell Owens, Ocho Cinco. Ocho was really like my uh, training partner when nobody wanted to train. I would watch his videos and then go out on the field and just imitate what he was doing. So I, uh, I just, I got in my path. I got into 
chasing who I who I saw when I when everybody was asleep. I looked in the mirror. I was chasing that guy, um, and it evolved into an A and T leading receiver. Um, but I never pass up to talk about the struggle of being a student athlete and all of that because electrical engineering is tough. Hey, we it know, bro. Tough, we know, bro. I know. <laughs> we know, bro. I know. Hey, look, I appreciate y'all for helping me. <laughs> but it's uh, it was a tough major, but I was able to to finish as well as finish playing ball. And my journey through football gave me the opportunity to try out for the Detroit Lions, which is crazy. It was my my favorite team growing up. Uh, I got a chance to play for the Detroit Lions. Uh, got signed. Emotional moment coming from where I came from. Uh, and eventually I got cut. I mean, it's most people in the NFL get cut. That's how they leave. Uh, but I wasn't done. So I took my talents, as LeBron would say. Uh, I went north of the border when he went south. Uh, I went to Canada and I played for four years. I got to experience Winnipeg, Manitoba. I wouldn't advise going there, just to let you know. Um, I got to go out to Edmonton, beautiful out in Edmonton, Alberta, uh, Toronto, Ontario, and uh, Ottawa. Ottawa is a beautiful place, too. So if you get a, ever get a chance to go to Canada, Ottawa and uh, Edmonton are two beautiful places to go. And again, most people leave football when they get cut. <laughs> so 2016, I got cut from Toronto. Um, and I just kind of knew, like, I've been spinning my wheels chasing this thing. And I knew I had, I gained so much from it. Uh, but I felt like it was over for me. And I made a, a pivot. I didn't know which direction I was going. I did pivot away into the abyss. Yeah. Um, <laughs> but it landed me in a space that my mother had been in her entire life in construction. Um, I had no interest ever. But the cards were played and I, I played mine. Uh, ended up in construction. I've been working for a mid-sized GC in Atlanta, Georgia, Carol Daniel Construction for the last four years. And it's been amazing. And I always pulled the skills that I learned through that entire Maybe it might be three minutes of a journey uh, in my day to day life, uh, and it's uh that's that's one of the biggest things to me is be able to see everything that you've done, and experienced, and how it helps you become who you are, and it's gonna help you along the uh, your journey as you continue going on. All right, for sure, that was biggest field, biggest field of who Wallace Miles is and your journey. Uh, love to highlight it like that college era that really like defines you and shape you. So that's what's up. Um, sure. I'm gonna start off with one of the questions, and this is probably one of my favorite questions. I think it's challenging, uh, but do you feel like you are truly maximizing your potential as who Wallace Miles is and who you can be? Do you feel like you're maximizing your potential? No. Okay. <laughs> hey, look, and I say no. It partly is because of who I am, because I always I operate in this uh, mindset of I've, I've got more. Mm-hmm. Um, and I don't even know what that more is half the time, but I know I got more even when I'm, when I'm tired or when I'm having my greatest days, I got more. So I don't feel like I'm maximizing. When we look back 60, 80 years from now, we had this, this conversation. I might could tell you, yeah, I did maximize, but right now I don't think so. And I can kind of, I call it like, like watching film. You can watch your best game and find some things that you could have done and could have done better. For sure. um, and I know to me, that's maximizing doing those little things that could have been better. Um, so no, I'm not maximizing who I am, where I am. Um, but I'm definitely studying the tape. All right. I'm going to throw a little quick numbers at you along with that question. Me and P have done this before. 
I know you're what life percentage. Yeah, you got to give as, as a percentage. Life effort. Life effort. How okay. much effort do you feel like you've given in life overall? Like, if I could you, one to one hundred percent, like I've given eighty percent effort, or I've given thirty percent effort. Where you feel like you? Yeah. Have? yeah, I think it's hard to pinpoint the exact one, but I'm gonna throw eighty five, and the number for me is eighty five because I know I've given that about that eighty ninety range. But the guy I was that about to say Ocho Cinco, it's actually it's actually not though because the guy that really transformed like Ocho was a figure I couldn't touch. Um, but I did learn a lot from him. But the guy that really touched my life and gave me knowledge about the game of football instead of, I mean, he helped me with my physical, but it was really about the learning the knowledge of the game with this guy named Milt Stiegel. He cha- he changed my life. Like, I went to A&T, and I got a chance to be a receiver a little bit. But when I, ta- when I started working with him, life changed. Yeah. My mindset changed, work ethic changed, everything changed. So I'm going to throw that 85 out there. Right. He was 85 in Winnipeg. Okay. Oh, dope. All right. I got one. Um, So uh, speaking on that, um, how do you feel like, because at this podcast, we all about really like awareness, like self-awareness, looking, looking internal to see, you know, like what uh, you can do to be better, like what's, what's going on with your mental and your physical and stuff like that so that you can help uh, your outside surroundings. So how would you say self-awareness has helped you reach your goals in life? Man, it's crazy that that's the question you asked. Cause I actually did a podcast. I got I'm on this podcast with a friend of mine from middle school, and we we read books and we try hey, to plug talk it. through. Plug it. Plug your podcast. It's called just it's called just ten pages. Uh, just okay. the number ten pages, and it's about really just being consistent in reading and digesting information. But we sit down and talk through a book and see how it affected in real life. And he actually we actually sat down and talked about my book. Uh, underrated the route they called an NFL dream. Plug. We did that on Wednesday. And he's and in the middle of it, he's like, you know what it really feels like about you? Like you got a keen sense of awareness about you like in the moment. And that's something I've always tried to carry with me is like, and that's why I never have to me like bad moments because everything is, is an opportunity to learn. Sure. Um, so yeah, awareness has been huge in, in football awareness in, how did I move? Uh, what did the DB do? What play calls uh, uh, create this opportunity against this defense? Awareness of being in situations of like, all right, shit seemed like it might be going left. I can curse on here, right? Yeah. Oh, man, do your Come thing. On, all right, cool. Yeah, shit seemed like it could be going left. Can I can I peep what's going on before it actually happens? Or my awareness in, shoot, me and my wife, all right, I'm not giving her the quality time that she needs and deserves can I be conscious enough in these moments to like, all right, let me stop doing this because right now after we leave here, we're going to see the symphony orchestra. Like, I got to make sure I give that quality time. So yeah. awareness to me is key. It's honestly how you see the details and then you use the details to continue to move forward in life because if you don't, you got I got this concept of uh, keep your head on a swivel. You're going to get blindsided if you don't. For sure. Keep your head on the sofa. That's that's classic that's for sports. And <laughs> it's great you brought the book up. And it's crazy how similar uh I think you said that just 10 minute uh podcast. Just 10 pages. Like we, just 10 pages. Just 10 pages. Yeah. We do we do the, pretty much the same thing on this podcast. We do Zen Trap Perspectives and we do it with book reviews and video reviews. So we literally do the same thing. We, we definitely read your book. Yeah. Uh, we definitely read your book. We're gonna do your book uh probably as a ZTP next. Uh Man, so I love we, it. we we read it. We uh great book, by the way. Great book. Uh Especially if you enjoy football, the visualization was just 
Sports uh, in general. It ain't got to be true, football. True, true. Sports it in general. Amazing. Super amazing. I appreciate Great book. That. Definitely the way for, for Zen Trap type stuff. Um, LG, yeah. oh, I can I, lead I, the next question. Can I can you I take it? one second? One yeah. second. Oh, do your thing. Like every time somebody like reads the book and then they tell me how much they enjoyed it, it really it really affects me because like growing up I didn't like reading. I barely like writing. Same. Same. Yeah. Still don't like but it. I think it's an engineering thing. Still don't I think love it. It's an engineering thing. <laughs> and it, it took me eight years to from start to actually finishing that book. So that's just a, a huge process of me pushing through into a space that I'm not even inclined to be in. And then for me to do that and for you to be able to receive something positive from it and appreciate it, it means the world to me because it's I really put a lot of my life in that. So thank you. It's crazy to hear you say that because the wordplay in that book is so <laughs> top tier, man. Like it is top it's tier. Good. Like I was like, dang, it's so many quotables. It's it's, it's, good. it's so good, it's good, man. I think some Appreciate people might that. sleep on it when they start reading and they'll be like, oh man, like I think it's again, it fits the brand of like the books we've read, where it's like it's definitely a book that you gotta read again. And I'm yeah. glad you did the audible version. And I'm glad I kind of waited and listened to the audible version because so that made it. So good. Times two better, like so oh, much better, man. like with the band in there oh, and stuff man. and all the yeah. little moments. It was so it's crazy good. good. So good. And I love y'all, man. Thank you. <laughs> all right. Le- leaning on that, and the, the, I think the book might even help with this. What piece of advice would you give your 18-year-old self? Like, you going into college, you, you still have the same focus and determination, the dream. What advice would you give yourself then? So I, as I've grown and, and looked back on my life, which is my reflection kind of uh i'm a reflection kind of guy i realized that some of my downfall is my people pleasing so i would tell that 18 year old version of myself be okay disappointing some people as long as you are pure in what you're chasing um it's an instance that's going to be in the the second book uh-oh. where uh oh <laughs> Yeah, 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 that's, that's, that's an outline okay. for him right now. Cool, cool. But uh, it's an instance that really sticks out to me where I, I saw the downfall of my professional career start. It was because of the, the decision I made to people please. And I saw myself as a child. I just wanted to make people happy when they were around me. Um, and sometimes that was at the fall of my actual own happiness or the things that I wanted to do or the things I felt comfortable doing. And I want that young man to be comfortable at all times to try to be yourself. You're going to learn from those interactions if they go good or bad, but just try to be yourself so you can genuinely learn and grow from it. Um, and don't, don't carry that facade. Yeah. Hey, and on that same wave, like to me being able to stay focused and not people pleasing, it's kind of all centered around like protecting your space, your energy, your peace, what keeps you focused, what keeps you locked in. So how would you say you protect, you know, we have a slogan here, PYP, PYE, just protect your peace, protect your energy. But how do you, how would you say yeah. protect your peace or protect your energy or protect that that focus of doing what you have said, um, especially when you have good intentions? Um, I think I'm, I'm new to this space of protecting my, my peace, uh, protecting my energy. Um, so right now, currently, it's two things because it's not always in the moment. It's that reflection. It's that taking the time and say, how did I uh, operate in this certain situation? Is it Was that really how you felt about it? I, I had a talk with a partner of mine, Deshaun Graham, who played at a last weekend. I was in a, 
in Greensboro. Greatest homecoming. And he on was Earth. like. Greatest homecoming on earth. Shout out to homecoming. Don't start that up, Lindsay. Like that'd be that'd be a whole long conversation yeah, about you. Yeah, yeah, we can have it though. Hey, come on now. <laughs> but yeah, um, just like cause he's he's abrupt, like straight to the point. This is how I feel. And I've always been in his pretty much his yang. I'm the complete opposite. I'm just like, let me make this situation feel good. Let me make everybody at peace, yeah. make everybody laugh. It's out. Hey, man. I'm not the only one out here. I know. <laughs> I'm with you, brother. <laughs> but yeah, just uh, reflecting on how I'm operating. Um, and then, look, I don't even know if I can remember the second one. I went so deep into that one. Um, it's all good. Yeah, I might have to bring that one back up no, if it no pop problem. back in my head. No problem. It's cool. It's cool. Uh, another one kind of to lean on that, and this is random something that we've answered to. What's the best compliment you can receive from someone? Like, what what <laughs> is a compliment that you get that really makes you feel good? I got a I got a ton of it last week at homecoming, bro. People tell me that I inspired them to do something. Like not not an inspiration to just you made me feel good. I you you inspired me to go chase a, a business idea that I I was having and I just had to commit to it and, and define what it was for me and go after. It. Like that's the biggest thing to me in this space I'm in right now, um, because that's what I feel like we're here for. We're here for each other, and my journey is not just for me. It's not for me to write a book and everybody just say congratulations while it's great job while it's it's to really take something from it and hope that you carry something into the rest of your life um so when somebody comes and tells me that what i did helped them motivated them pushed them i showed them the way to to work hard and it really uh turned into something um that's the biggest compliment to me right now is like i had impact my life had impact on the world around me the people around me all right, so I got another one. Go ahead, P, if you want to jump in. Nah, I just kind of wanted to go like a level deeper from everything we're talking about because it's it's always like a breath of fresh air to meet people who are on this like awareness journey like we're talking about. And I don't think, and I can say even in school, and, and of course we probably, I, I'm going to speak for myself. I was not mature enough to even fathom having conversations <laughs> like this. Definitely didn't see yeah, not me all. going in spots. Like, yeah, exactly. So kind of in that line, like uh in lg you can help me with this question that we talked about too before is like do you feel like we are born with the awareness we have or and that it can like grow and stuff like that or do you think like it's like a cap to it because me and lizzie talk about sometimes how like when you meet somebody you can't necessarily tell how much and again it's not like you're trying to judge how much awareness they have but like every, you you can't have these conversations with everyone just because you For know sure. maybe they're not re ready to receive it or you don't know enough about it or you just clearly you just not focused about it you just kind of going through with life so kind of i guess uh, i'm trying to figure out what i'm saying like I how can, do you i can ask it like yeah do you feel like awareness is innate within you like you are born with that or is that something that you kind of grew to grasp like hey I, I realized that like i need to reflect and i need to kind of look at myself and look internally and search and find what I'm doing wrong and realize that it's all on myself versus like, yeah. Do you feel like it's more like talent? Like some people are born with talent and some people can work hard. Like is awareness like the same as that? Or do you feel like it's something different? I think we're all born with the starter kit for awareness. I feel like we're okay. all, we all have, even a two year old has awareness. Um, but 
as you continue to grow, I feel like sometimes our awareness gets puts blinders on and I'm just seeing what's in front of me and I'm I'm cool with that. And then oftentimes and in my life, it was an instance uh, when I got cut from Toronto that caused me to say I need to open those blinders up a little bit more. And I, it almost got addictive once I started to listen to podcasts. I started to listen. TED Talks was huge for me. When I got cut, yes, I would sit there and listen to TED Talks for hours. Um, look, I, at work, I'm supposed to be doing some <laughs> yeah. TED Talks. But it just started as I continued. <laughs> <laughs> hey, hey, we on the same path. Come on, man. Same path. Same path, man. So, yeah, I, I think oftentimes it's something – Something or someone traumatic in your life. Uh, somebody, like for me, it was getting cut and not knowing what the hell I was about to do, where I was about to go. Uh, it caused me like I need to know or see or experience more to get a job, to get. I didn't even know how to talk to people. And I'm like, I need to learn. I listened to a book, 92 Ways to Talk to, to People. Like I was like, I need to open my perspective on that. Yeah. Um, so, so I think that happens to a lot of people. You end up in a, a circumstance that requires you to respond. And some people do respond and some people don't. Um, but then also I think it's environmental at times. So like if you're constantly in situations where you have to consciously be aware, I mean, and honestly, you think about going to the trap or going to the hood, like you got to be aware of what's going on at Head all times. Head on a swivel. Head on a swivel. For sure. <laughs> but as you, as you are aware of what's going on, you're, starting to develop why is this going on and how is it going on mm-hmm. and shit what's my next move or what is what's my move that can, i could do before, to not even be close to this situation so i think environment can start to generate um those thoughts of awareness that consciousness of awareness um and then experience like somebody i was listening to somebody today and he was saying like you could change your uh, people's mind doesn't get reprogrammed unless a traumatic event happens um, you go traveling or you start learning. So like if you go and experience the world like you, you two, <laughs> yeah. it starts to open your awareness up to sure. shit. We do it like this over here, but they do it like that over there. And there's nothing wrong with it. Shit, this might even be better. Let me bring this back home to the to the folks, teach them a little something different, open their eyes a little further. So that's kind of how I'm I'm starting to view awareness is like everybody got it, but are when do you start to open those blinders, if ever? Yeah, you know the scary part is once it's like open a little bit, you can't just stuff it back Man, in. Like, oh, no. I've never seen that. You uh, be like stressing out, like uh. I'm too aware. I got too much information. Look, hey, look, it's almost like a drug. Honestly, like you yes, get a man. little bit, and then you see how it it can affect a situation or a circumstance or interaction in your life. You're like, oh shit, I need to learn some more about this. Oh yeah. shit! This can help affect this. Like just trying that to pull book. your people with yeah. you, looking around like y'all tripping. Man. All right, <laughs> yeah. all right. y'all don't y'all don't know this can happen. Yeah, yo, right. that night that book, ninety two ways to have a conversation or something like that. That shit opened the door for me because I was I'm an introvert. Honestly, yeah. I don't I don't go out and talk to people and interact. But I mean, all the people in the world know everything I don't know. So <laughs> shit. Hey. Let me, let me see what's up. <laughs> For sure. Hey, and what's crazy is like we we watched this video that said like eighty to ninety percent of the people in the world think they're self aware, and only like ten to twenty percent are actually self aware. So 
just kind of like opening up those blinders. A lot of people think they got them open and they ain't even tapped in. You know what I'm saying? So that's, I, that's really I heard somebody thing. recently say, if you think if you think that you are self aware, you're not. And if you know that you're not self aware, you probably are. <laughs> you're, you're at least on the right path. Yeah, at least yeah, on the right yeah. path. For sure, for sure. All right. So um I know we here we always talk about like with that self-awareness journey and with maximizing our potential, a big part of it is routine. And you being a football player, routine has been a big part of your life. You know, schedule, get up, go do this, whatever. What do you feel like is a part of your routine that has changed uh or even contributed to your success? Like is there something specific that you do? Do you meditate? Do you whatever? Um, is there things that you do a part of your routine even now today that is contributed to your success? I'm gonna give you two. All right, cool. Uh, the first one is I wake up earlier than most people, and I'm not gonna say I'm the three o'clock in the morning kind of wake up guy, but half the week I wake up at four, and then the other half of the week I wake up at five. So I'm up earlier than most people are during the week. Um, and that gives me either opportunity to kind of think through my day, think through my goals, think through me uh, before the the pressures and the phone calls and uh, everything that is needed from you out of the world into the world starts hitting you. Um, I think that really helps me um, be more prepared, honestly, for certain for most situations. Keep my calm, keep my peace uh, that I'm working to do. Uh, when when the world starts spinning, and then the second thing is, and I I really caught a glimpse of it uh when I was writing the book, I do a pretty good job of doing something intentional towards my goals every day. Oof. And with the book, brother, <laughs> brother you at ninety percent life effort. You at eighty five. You at ninety, dog. Boy, remember yeah. the five AM club and doing intentions. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Like the book, and I would get I would get stuck, and I was like, "Dang, man, I I don't feel it today. I'm not gonna write today. I don't feel it today. I'm not gonna write today." And that might turn into a week, and then I I just committed to like I I said I'm just gonna go to the library, and I'm gonna sit there, and until some st- something starts writing, and what I learned was I might write some bullshit one day, but at least the next day I come back, I've thought through an idea, and I'm able to go back and make it more of a finished product yeah. it's like i put right. that it's almost like i put down a rough draft and now i've thought through what i what i wanted to say how i wanted it to flow and now i'm able to come back and write it so it is something that somebody would enjoy later on yeah. and i saw if i do that i'm doing that in everything podcast business the book my wife my life goals like every day is something intentional this right here is intentional I'm working on developing. I told you I'm not a communicator. I'm working on being able to speak to people on camera, working on my lighting. Like this, <laughs> I promise you, uh, 365 days ago, this wouldn't have looked like this. Yeah. But every day I'm consciously, intentionally trying to do a little bit more to be better towards my goals. I got a little band on right now that say be intentional. Definitely support that. That's so what's up. For sure. Me, me, one of them. I got you. Don't worry. I'll get you one, man. There we go. <laughs> All right. So I got a a, a a random segue since we're here now. Um, and this is kind of for both of y'all, really now. But like uh advice, because this, you know, we's in trap chat chatting now. Do y'all feel like there's such thing as universal advice or is advice situational? 
for example, is there a piece of advice that you think just applies to everything? Or is there advice that is literally situational? It applies in these certain moments. It applies in certain environments. Like, or, or can you even think of advice that's just like bland and universal that goes across everything? Because, for example, can't necessarily be nice to everybody in certain environments. Like you said, where you come from, being nice to somebody can get you. Uh, yeah. You, you know what I mean? Say you'd be a mark. Taking advantage yeah. of, mark, yeah. yeah, make yourself a mark. Or, you know, sometimes being tough in every environment can't help you in certain... So I was something I was thinking about today, and I kind of wanted to get, like, really hear somebody else's perspective on that. I haven't even flushed the thought out, for real. Well, as you want to go, I can go. I got my opinion ready. <laughs> I mean, I, I got mine, but I, I kind of want to hear yours. Yeah, I agree. Okay, um, I absolutely feel like there is some universal advice. Um, yes, there is situational advice, of course. That's to me, that's a given, but universal advice. There are some things that us as humans can use as advice in general, right? Like, give me an example. Um, I think everyone needs connection. I think that's a, that's a piece of advice that I would give every person to, to make a connection with somebody. It, it literally feeds yeah. your spirit. Uh, reading. Uh, I think I heard Will Smith say the other day, I love me some Will Smith. Uh, there's two keys to life that's running and reading. Uh, reason running is is because if you could out if you could run and get over that voice in your head that tells you like I'm tired I can't do it I need to quit if you could get past that then that's like one of the keys to life is defeating that voice yeah. in your head other one is reading because there's nothing that anybody in the world hasn't gone through like it's people that were here centuries before us there's nothing new about yep. the sun they probably wrote it down and put it in a book so those type of pieces of advice to me are, are universal every human can use that Okay. Yeah. Yeah. I was. I was gonna say what she said. Every word of that. <laughs> every single word. <laughs> In that order too. <laughs> just like that. Yeah. I think I was thinking about it just because it's like a tricky duality type of game. Of um, I believe that you can't. You can learn from everybody. I believe that wholeheartedly, but I also believe that like there's probably no one person who I just trust everything they say a hundred percent. Of course, like. But that's the part of like, okay, I st- just because I believe that doesn't mean I can't learn from things that you're saying, whether it be right, wrong, and different. So and sometimes, I think it's- sometimes it's not necessarily learning what that from what they say, because sometimes it's learning the discernment of catching a lie in the moment. Yeah, like it, yeah. It don't have to be the content all the time. Sometimes it is the the overall action of the person Watch how uh, or interaction yeah yep for sure yeah and i think that messes with me sometimes on thinking that though and believing that a little bit on like you know somebody who is doing good actions and saying good things could also and again no judgment on anybody else's like sin or how they live their life or something but could be doing one thing and doing another thing you don't agree with so it's like do you throw the whole message in the personal hey, way it's like so much as my like, line p eat the meat spit out the bones i don't like that line but i get I, I, <laughs> Yeah, you say gonna, it a lot, but we're gonna have to find a different way to say it. I feel <laughs> yeah, you. I just, I feel you. I mean, just gotta figure out a different way to say I, it. I always felt her saying it, but I just can't. Can't. can't get it don't resonate. Don't resonate. All right, cool. I get it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I gotta find a different way to. <laughs> a piece of advice that that sticks out to me that seems to be universal is I had a coach tell me, uh, "Stay ready." What do you, how how did he say it? Um, "Stay ready, so you don't have to get ready." Stay ready, you don't gotta get and, ready. Sure. And no matter when your moment comes, it may come at the beginning of when you start getting on your trail, but as long as you have started the process of getting ready for whenever that moment was, like for me in the book, in high school, I was the kicker, but I practiced that receiver every day. I practiced against the 
one of the top guys in the state of state of Georgia every day, hoping for my moment. And in my last game of high school, I got a, I got thrown in the game, and then Cam threw me the ball. Yeah. But if I was if I hadn't stayed ready for my moment, and I never knew when it was coming. I wouldn't have known what the route was. I didn't know how, what my split was. I didn't know how to run a route. I didn't know how to fix my hands. Like all these little things from just trying, just trying to get ready. And then you never know when the moment comes. But I guarantee you, if you don't get ready, you won't be ready for it. You won't be ready. I agree with that hundred um, percent. Speaking back on the book, you jump back into that. What do you feel like gave you to like? You said you started this eight years ago. So what gave you yeah. the motivation to even write a book? Facts. <laughs> Especially like my mother about your life too. That was just like it was your life, but it was so good that it was like, dang, where did he get this <laughs> this idea? Like, Man, my my mother, it, she provided the inception. She's the one that told me that your story is powerful. And I, you know, when you just living it, you just like I'm just being me. I'm just doing these things. It's, it's just part of the process, yeah. exactly. But she's like, no, your story is powerful. Um, and then the next thing was. I started to reflect on the 16 year old me when I hadn't got a chance to play football yet. And I was like, I'm writing this story. Cause I tell people I wrote their story for me, but I wrote that story for the 16 year old me. Mm-hmm. And then the other millions of 16 year olds that are, that are going to go through that space in life to, to help them just have awareness as they continue to move through. Like, I know what it feels like to not be able to play. and You mad every day you go to practice. But, bro, just continue to show up. Continue to push. You're bigger than this moment. I know what it feels like when, God dang, you think you're about to have a baby. And how that affects your mental. Yeah. How that affects your – like, I had a, a physical reaction to the stress that I was going through in that time. Yeah. And how to continue to push through. And then, shit, how, losing a baby. What is that like? So I wanted somebody, and and I'm not the first one to go through any of that, but I wanted them to have a resource as they move through life to be able to, like, look, I'm not alone. My mind, I'm not crazy for thinking these thoughts because I said some stuff that I'm like, most people don't want to say. Like, I didn't want that baby. (laughs) And I (laughs) – but – and, and let me go ahead and say, I did eventually come to the grips like this is going to be a good thing. And then what happened, happened. Um, but I wanted that kid, that 16 year old to know, like, what's in front of you, you can be prepared for it. I'm trying to hear I'm trying to be here and, and help you through it. Uh, it's going to look different. It's going to sound different sometimes, but you're going to learn some similar lessons on your path. Yeah, and I think the craziest thing with that that makes you even more frustrated is usually, like, the best advice is stuff that everybody kind of says. So you keep hearing the same thing, and you just be it makes you more mad because you want to hear something different, and everybody's telling you the same thing. It's, like, usually, like, simple, and you just, like, yeah. uh, and then later on, you're like, oh, okay, yeah. You know you know what's funny about that? Sometimes it, it matters who it's coming from because... A thousand percent. A couple... It's a lot of things that I ran head first into that my mother was literally telling me and I didn't want to listen but the right person at the right time sat me down talked to me and I was able to grasp it and I've, I've been able to go tell my mother I know you told me that I just wasn't ready to hear it or I just <laughs> yeah. was hard-headed you and my mom yeah. um, but sometimes it just takes that's why I tell people 
look, we're going to keep telling you. Like, I got two nephews that I'm trying to teach to read, to expand their knowledge. I'm going to keep telling them. I know they're not going to do it tomorrow. I know they're not going to do it next week. But I'm going to keep telling them because it might be the right time. They might have lost the job at the right time for me to hear, like, hey, you still need to expand your knowledge, expand your awareness. And then I'll be there for them when, in their time of need. Exactly. It could be something so subtle that you're not even aware of. And they're going to bring it back up to you like 10 years later. Like, yeah. man, when you did this and you did, yep. you're like, oh, not the other stuff. But when I did that one. Exactly. Exactly. <laughs> All right. That's what's up. Uh, what's one of the I, I like to ask is just because we talk about knowledge. What's one of the best books you read besides the 92 ways to talk to people? Or 92 ways <laughs> to people? Uh, the first book that got me on the path to. Uh, understanding what i was chasing or how i was chasing the alchemist we just read the alchemist that. by paulo oh, yeah, paulo just, coelho we just literally read that like yeah. I don't know, three weeks ago i listened to that whole four times yeah, that's that's the first book that kind of got me mentally um understanding chasing a goal um learning understanding your your personal legend mm. like that book really got me rolling uh, it's another book that I actually never read the book, but I watched this little DVD uh, when I was in high, when I was going to college. It was called The Secret. Now I, I would say that book, but I never read the book. I just listened to, I just watched the video. Same, same. I read uh, the, the book. Movie. The film is better. The film yeah. is better. It reads, it reads dry. Like dry. literally, the book is just like the film, and it's just their words on on. Oh yeah, right I need, down. The, need the imagery and yeah. The, the, oh, the, the film is the way better. Yeah. I, I really feel like they need to update that film for sure. Yeah. Like it would be so the much message more is powerful. clear. It's in there. Yeah. It would be so much more oh powerful, especially in, in today. Yeah. In today, man. Yeah, because yeah. I, I had to start watching it like three times. Like I was like, all right, yeah, man, this is this is dumb. But once I sat down, and, and that was it, was was good about your book. Is like literally we saying the same stuff. You said like this is like literally I like this is dumb. This is this dumb. Is, <laughs> this is <laughs> dumb. And then you like wait and like hold on though. It's kind of good. They might be right. They might be on That's exactly how I was like. This is cheap, man. He gave me this stupid ass DVD. <laughs> five man. Can't be more than five. Exactly. It can't be. I swear. Bro, the first time I made it through, I was like, this shit can't be real. And then I tried. I tried it. I was like, and it really hit me when I got my uh invite to ANC because I wasn't even supposed to go to camp. In the in the book, I was I was the ninety first player invited to a, a camp full of ninety people. Somebody decided to go somewhere else, but it happened when I got my letter. I had spent two months just intentionally thinking, like I'm going to be on Ant's camp. I'm looking at the roster, like I'm going to be next to Kurt Wall. I'm going to be next to Chaz Dawson in the lineup. Like I, I had no real vision, and I was still supposed to be a kicker then. Yeah, but that. That intentional thinking, that positive thinking, stub my toe in the morning, I'm still going to have a damn good day. Like, that was real to me. Stopping at stoplights, praying and thinking about it. And then that that damn letter fell out that, that envelope that day. <sighs> Boy. Blew your mind. You like, oh, Blew my mind. this is real. <laughs> I, that I first time is crazy. <laughs> yeah. Hey, me and P have had plenty of conversations of like, where we'll like set intentions or he'll set the intention or like, he'll say it out loud. Like, hey, Lindsay, I'm going to do this, this, and this. I'd be like, all right, of course. Like, I support you, or I think you do yeah. it. And then when it happened, I'd be like, I ain't really think it was going to happen. Yeah. It happened? Yeah. Oh, my God. Yeah. This we, is real. 
That's exactly we had a friend dinner and literally was like, hey, y'all, we need to stop playing and like say more stuff and like be more intentional. Like we we keep loud. doing it a little bit. Why don't we do nothing like big and scary? Like we still we still even like undermining it a little bit. Like yeah. we still just be like, all right, I'm going to just do a look. I just want to see a look if I can get hey, a little something. Yeah. The universe and God. Got, and and that, hey, I kind of I intertwine both of them. I love that. Same we do too. Same. Yeah, we do too. It's the same. same. For sure. He knows I, when you, he knows when you're not all the way committed too. And he, he, he you say that, big, that shakiness. Exactly. When you feel that when you say that big scary thing, that's when and you really chase it, that's when you'll see some real magic. And happen. I think that's the big part you said behind it though, when you really chase it too. Not just saying it, you walking around just thinking it's gonna fall in your yeah. lap, like, oh I'm gonna get it, I'm gonna get it. I think uh Big Sean said um when he said like, oh, God is listening to like everything you say. So when you out here saying like, man, I can't figure it out. I can't do this and stuff. It's like, all right, cool. You can't do it. You can't exactly. figure it out then. I gave yeah, you everything you on this world to whatever do it. You say. Yeah. Look, the way I look at, I, I began to look at it is like, once you say it, God puts it on a collision course to a point in your life. It's your child. It's your job to make that collision. Mm. He put it out there. You just got to go make the collision. Dang, that's good. That's good. That's, tough, man. that's a bar right there. That's a bar. <laughs> collision course. Tough. Yeah, exactly. Dang, we we need Wallace on the staff when we middle school coaches or something. Lizzie, when we go back, hey, and we do gonna bring him in. High hey, school hey, coaches. Hey, we gonna bring in the legend. Wallace, Mr. Wallace Miles, he gonna tell y'all about the journey. I can't wait. talk to y'all for a second. Matter of fact, all y'all read this book by next practice. Have a page ready. Yeah, sure. I right. like it. So, um, what what would you say is your why right now, presently, and what's motivating you right now? Which I'm sure it's a plethora of things, but like, what's the one driving you, and what would you say is your why? My why is to enhance, and this is the general why, to enhance oh, yeah. my my family. And when I say my family, I mean the people that I touch, my blood and my family. Like I want when I as I live my life to have effect by the things that I do, but then people see the things that I do to inspire the belief that they can have. So I, I I want on my headstone, uh, well when I when I die, I want people to come up to the the altar and say Wallace made me believe, Wallace made me believe in me, Wallace made me believe that I can, just by living my life. Now it might be sometimes like my nephews is is really direct, like I'm I'm walking you to this, but I do want my community, my family, to look at me and say that I believe that I have more in me and I can do more, I can be more, um, and then. What drives me, and I have to, I have to think about it a little bit because it's not here yet. Is I want my son, my legacy, to be able to look to his father, um, not as like I don't want to be looked at as as like Jerry Rice to Jerry Rice Jr. Like I don't want to be something insurmountable. I want to be something that fires him to be even more than I ever could have dreamed I could be. I want him to come up in a space where I know if, if somebody's in front of me, I'm getting through them. If there's an obstacle in school that I can't do, I'm sitting at, at the table and we stand up all night. Like, that's nothing to him. I want him to know. I guess it goes back to I want him to believe more. Um, but that's that's the fire. And he ain't even he ain't even a speck yet. Yeah. But that's <laughs> I be having that in my head, like when this little man get to this earth, and honestly, my wife be like, "Yeah, if you have a daughter, when she get to this earth, Whoever. I want her to believe the same thing." Yeah, but you know, I'm a, I'm a man. I want a son. 
I I feel a hundred percent the same way. Whether it's boy or girl with children, the the most important thing that I would desire for them to have is just confidence in this crazy world. Just confidence in themselves. Yeah, a crazy confidence and belief that even when you're scared, when you don't know how to do it, you can figure it out. For sure. I think you do yeah. start that young too. For sure. Yeah. Oh, yeah. You started young. Yeah. Yeah. I seen somebody on, because uh, again, I do the same thing, I'm watching TED Talks, different podcasts and stuff, Insp- all inspirational stuff. Got it yeah. drugged in my brain and stuff. Um, somebody was like, instead of asking people, their, their kids, when they, you know, eating at the table and stuff, instead of asking them, you know, what did you, you know, accomplish today and like what you did well, what did you fail at today? They try to get them used because that's what everybody, all the billionaires and millionaires and stuff preaches like. You need to get used to failing because once you get used to failing, you can kind of do whatever you want because you're going to keep learning. So they ask their kids, all right, what did you what did you not do well today? What did you fail at today? I want to keep hearing about those. And as they keep getting comfortable, it's like, oh, they building confidence. Like, yeah, I do scary stuff all the time. It tells you that they trying. They trying something. They trying. trying And again, we won't won't believe in that trying. They attempted. So. Hey, hey, look, I used people used to say that to me and I'd be like, you got to try to do. In order to do it, you got to try yes. it. Yeah, that's true. That's true. <laughs> For sure. Yeah, that's why we say it ain't no such thing as try. Either you yeah. you you did it by attempting it or you didn't. Ain't no try. Yeah. So to that kid at the table at dinner, I also would add that when we ask that question, what did you fail at? Then the next question is, why did you fail at it? Because that starts to build the awareness and what did I, what could I have done better? And then when they start moving out into the into the world, yeah, I can accept failing, but let me analyze. Let me have the awareness. We're gonna keep saying that word of why I failed this time. So when I move into the next one, I've already got that knowledge to overcome that that obstacle. It brings a whole different conversation versus just like, oh, you did well. It's a great yeah. job. I mean, I'm proud of you all of that too. Like that's gonna come. And I think that kind of comes naturally for some people. For some it don't, but like yeah. the the failure thing is just such a different way to like to to push and motivate people. And of course, we say all of this stuff and your plan goes out the window. You get a kid, it's just like Yeah. <laughs> hey, uh, but it's better it's better to start with it in your head to not to have it at all. Exactly. Oh, for sure. We're ready to so gotta get ready. Exactly. Um, I do have a, a another one, and I don't know, P, if you got any more questions, but um, no, no, you can round it up. All right, cool. So this is kind of like the 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 next question to the question about like what percentage of effort did you give in your life? What percentage of your life do you feel like you have enjoyed? Um, and when I yeah, that was the side part yeah, of that's it. The yeah, next part of it, and I guess when I say enjoyment, that means above content. I'm I'm not I'm not gonna try to give you exactly what enjoyment means, but like. Where you're like, I'm a little bit over content. Yeah. I would say like thinking from a from childhood to now. From birth to now. I'm more I'm more than fifty percent for sure. Okay. And okay. honestly, I found more contentment in my older age than I did as a child. Cause I really enjoyed just the chase. I really did. Like in high school, I had some tough times because I didn't fit in the best. Um, but besides that, like I really enjoyed college because I was chasing. I really enjoyed elementary and middle school, chasing grades, look, chasing soccer balls. Like uh, I had a little period where I had a little about a depression after after I left Detroit, but that went away quick because I ended up in in Canada, and then I I found it again when I got cut from Toronto. Um, so I would say about 65, 70% of my life I've been, I've thoroughly enjoyed it. Um, yeah. 
Those solid numbers. We just usually find that like when it's usually like one is higher than the other for most people. Like somebody who says like they've given ninety percent life effort, they'd be like, "Oh, I've only enjoyed like forty percent, fifty percent, or something." Yeah. And then like vice versa, somebody would be like, "Oh, I've enjoyed ninety percent, but I ain't I ain't gave much effort." Yeah, yeah. So uh, I guess it's where you find joy in because I I I fucking found joy running hills like. <laughs> Yeah, that's not normal. Most most people don't. Yeah, I get it. You did. We get yeah. it. We get it. You built different. All right. <laughs> nah, that's what's up. Um, man, we appreciate you coming on. Fantastic conversation. Yeah. We definitely definitely respecting your most uh valuable resource, which is your time for sure. For sure, I for appreciate sure. y'all for for having me, man. This is I will say with the book, man. No lie, we are definitely gonna do a Zentrap perspective on it. Uh, that book easily can be a movie. Easily, easily, man. I so just want to plug it here. So hey, good. Easily could be a movie. So good. It's I can the, see it's the scenes now. It's on the board. There we go. Yeah. We got big goals. We appreciate yeah. that, uh, man. We got love and respect for you, Wallace. We really appreciate you coming on. Um, you got anything else you want to leave with our with our fan base? Anything else you want to say to touch somebody? Two things. Um, so I'm I'm started Changer Cleats is my company. Um, and it's really right now the only thing that's selling is the book, but it's a mindset of making a decision because the moment in the book where I changed my cleats was the the point in my life where I decided to chase me. Um and I want people to figure out when that time was or when that time will be to stop being stop being who they tell you you should be or you're supposed to be who or who you are and choose the the person that you feel like you are and chase that person go get them and realize that even if you don't become that it's so much you're going to become in the chase of that so don't get so attached to the goal cuz I wanted to be an NFL Hall of Famer but I understand the value that me chasing the dream of being a football player, of being a a, a, star, a, a receiver at A&T. It's the journey. Realize how valuable that is going to be for the next 80 years of your life. Um, underrated, the route they call the NFL dream. Go out and get it. Um, as as we've definitely heard, as, we, as we've we'll, heard. We'll, we'll definitely have a link for it. <laughs> a, I can go ahead and tell you. I see I see the opening scene for the movie, an old man walking on the field, <laughs> checking under the field goal post. Oh, Some kid man. walking up to him, asking him a question like, oh, you Wallace Moore. No, I like like, hey, what you doing? It's just something under there. What you doing? Oh, don't worry yeah, about I used to play here. <laughs> I like that. Yeah. I like that. I'm so crazy. Like, go long. I like it. Yeah. Um, so I gotta, I gotta throw my my platforms. Change of cleats uh, is is a, the handle. Wallace J Miles is the handle. I'm on another podcast called Dropping Dimes uh, with the crew of guys, and it's really just us sitting around talking about real life um, and our perspective. And it's really us learning from each other, growing with each other, and that's what we want to promote to our community, to our brothers, to our sisters. Um, and then lastly. I want to thank you all from the bottom of my heart for taking the time to read my book right. and then taking, then feeling the value of me coming on your platform, your show, the thing that you have created um, to share um, my life, my message is I'm humbled that you see the value that I've lived through and I've tried to show the world uh, to bring to your baby. Um, so I thank you for that. Oh, no doubt. And we got to get you back when that second one coming out. Like, sure. we'll, we'll definitely have you back. No for doubt. For sure. sure. Definitely. I'm going to go ahead and call it 2024. All right. When the movie drops, we're going to have you back again. No doubt. Um, <laughs> yeah. Again, we appreciate you. We appreciate your time. 
This has been another Zen Trap chat. I don't want to get two hosts, Yogi LG. Zen P. We've had Mr. Wallace Miles on here. Uh, if you don't do nothing else, remember to protect your peace, protect your energy. It's the Zen Trap. We out. The Zen Trap. I love it. <laughs> All right, <laughs> All right fam. Yeah.